Pod People. Hello, hello, hello. This is Pod People's podcast for people who make podcasts. I'm Stephanie Bachara, a matchmaker here at Pod People, and this week we are shaking some things up. Arielle Nissenblatt is a name known around the podcast table. She, and all of us, to be honest, is obsessed with podcasts and decides to join the industry. She's managed a studio, been a podcast consultant, is a community manager at Squadcast, and is even a marketing expert. If you guys are looking for something to listen to, sign up for Earbuds Podcast Collective, which she founded in 2017. It's a curated list of five themed podcast episodes recommended by a different person every week. Her Twitter is pretty great too, so check that out when you get a chance. Today, Ariel and Anne Fuse discuss how she's become the internet's podcast friend, what is the most niche curated list she's received, and what listener trends she's seeing. But first, let's hear Ariel tell her own audio origin story. I was obsessed with podcasts in 2016. That's when I started to become obsessed with podcasts. And I wanted to do whatever it took to work in podcasting, but I didn't know what that meant because at the time I was newly moved to Los Angeles, didn't have many friends, definitely didn't know people in the audio space. So I figured, let me start a newsletter. I had no idea Mm -hmm. what I was doing, not a clue. And I started a newsletter that I called Earbuds Podcast Collective, where I would send it on Gmail every Sunday. It was very ugly. It was not aesthetically (laughs) pleasing at all. And um, it first started being sent just like BCC'd to everybody. And then the moment that I accidentally CC'd everybody was when I was like, okay, you got to learn MailChimp at this point. You've got (laughs) to step it up a little bit. So around that time, when I decided to step up the newsletter is also when I decided let me explore what this means to be part of the audio scene in Los Angeles and beyond. And I heard about this thing called podcast movement and I reached out to the founders. I wish I could find the original email that I sent to Dan and Jared from podcast movement because I'm sure it's like very earnest and embarrassing now, but it was something like, hello, I run this newsletter. Would you be willing to let me go for free in exchange for promoting your event in my newsletter? And honestly, that kicked everything off for me. That's like really... When I started to feel confident about leveraging what I do in the space for other good things that I could do in the space. And that's also Mm -hmm. probably around the time that I met you, Rachel, is 2017. You had just started Pod People, but had been in the space for a while. It's when I met a lot of other Los Angeles-based podcast people. It's when I started doing events in the space, networking events, both attending and hosting And from then, the newsletter has led me to a lot of other really fun job opportunities and volunteer opportunities and just being involved in general in the audio space. It's been lovely. Yay. Well, we're so happy to have you here. Um, (laughs) I feel like that's sort of all of our journeys in the audio space. You just sort of like whittle your way in and say, hi, I'm here now and make your presence known. So I really admire that you did that with the pod move, guys. So we have a very large community, as you know, and I'd love for you to explain, you know, why our community members should sign up for your newsletter. Because my personal favorite is I love getting curated recs because that's literally the only place where I get my recs for podcasting. Yeah. There are too many podcasts out there and all of them, not all of them, please excuse me. A lot of them are amazing. A lot of podcasts are amazing. A lot are absolutely shitty. You know, you won't even find them because they're not doing marketing for them, whatever. But there are a lot of incredible podcasts that you're never going to get to in your whole life. 
And so the goal of my newsletter and a bunch of other podcast recommendation newsletters is to distill those down for you in a newsletter that comes to your inbox once a week, maybe more, maybe less, and has those recommendations for you. So the way my newsletter works is that every Sunday we send a themed list that contains five podcast episodes, and each week is curated by a different person. And the reason I started it in 2017 was because I loved a few podcasts, and I was stuck in traffic in LA listening to those few podcasts. And when they ran out, I was like, okay, I know that there are more podcasts, and I know that I could be listening to random ones here and there, and maybe I'll find a few that I love. But a more efficient way to do that would be to ask my friends what their five favorite podcasts are, and then they can ask their friends what their Mm -hmm. five favorite podcasts are. And from there, you kind of get this curated list by people that somebody trusts. (laughs) And therefore, these recommendations might be up your alley. Maybe they won't, but maybe they will. And now I've been running the newsletter for almost five years. Every single Sunday night have sent out the newsletter. That's been really important to me is the consistency element. And if you go through the recommendations, there are recommendations on every single topic that you can imagine. That is in large part due to reaching out to people all over the world to curate lists. So we've had lists on like game theory and sports, you know, generic things like that. But then also like murderers from the West Indies, you know, just like very random. (laughs) Like it could be, (laughs) yeah, it could be broad. It could be niche. But I think the beauty of it is is that like anybody who has any interest is welcome to curate a list. You don't have to be a podcaster. You don't have to be, you don't have to be a professor. You can literally be anybody who just wants to challenge themselves to find five podcast episodes on a theme. So that's why you should subscribe to the newsletter is because curation is the future. Curation is the future. I was reading the other day, like that's the number one way people listen to other podcasts is by recommendations. It's not on listicles. It's not by hearing ads. It's because your friends or trusted advisors are recommending them to you. Yeah. Yeah. And hopefully I am just the internet's podcast friend. (laughs) I think you are. That's how I consider you. So if one of our community members wanted to curate a list, how would they go about that? How do they sign up for that with you? Every single person is welcome to curate a list. The queue is long. That's my one caveat. (laughs) So the way it works is that I have a curator's form on the website. And if you can't find it, you can just email me. And my email is very available on the website. But if you Google earbuds podcast curation form, you'll find it. Mm -hmm. And you can submit your five podcast episodes and your theme. And you can also send in a voice clip that will be included on the podcast. And what I'm doing now is... I do a weekly podcast recommendation podcast that follows the format of the newsletter. Mm -hmm. And I've been interviewing the curators about the five podcast episodes that they've chosen. So it used to be, the podcast used to be that I would talk about the five podcast episodes that were being featured that week. And then I would do an interview with somebody in the podcast space about whatever. And then I was like, you know what, let me, let me, I use this phrase in the episode where I explain this. I said, let me. Feed two birds, one scone. I learned that as an alternative (laughs) phrase to um, kill two birds with one stone because it's less violent. That's beautiful. And everyone loves scones. (laughs) Yeah, everyone loves scones. Everyone loves birds. So I've been doing that for the past five weeks or so. And it's been a great way to kind of make the podcast more interactive and fun. And rather than me just being like, Wednesday's episode is from This American Life and it's called Chicago. Here's the description. That's what Mm -hmm. I was doing in the past. And The podcast has been fun because I've been running it for a little over two years, so not as long as the newsletter. I added Mm -hmm. it on as an added value. And I've been really playing around with format a lot with it, and I'm a big fan of consistency, like I said earlier, but the way I justify kind of hopping around here is that I think when it comes to tastemaker, quote-unquote, podcasts and 
podcasts about podcasts, mm-hmm. there's going to be a lot of experimentation before we figure out how people actually want to consume the idea of recommendations. So I, I'm i in it for the long haul. Like I'll be doing this podcast for a while and it will take different shapes. And every time I make a change, I talk about why I'm making that change on the podcast. I'm a big fan also of transparency in podcasting, letting people know you might hear something different in this episode and here's why. And this is what I'm testing out and these are the reasons that I'm testing it out. And I do that because I think otherwise your listeners are going to be like, did she just try something new on us? Like, am I crazy? And I don't yep. want them to think that. I want them to to know that we're in it together. So the podcast has changed a bit over the years, but anyone's welcome to curate a list and then to be a guest on the show. And what a lot of people have done over the years is curate lists for me when they have an upcoming show or new episode or something that they want to plug. Okay. Because curators can choose one of their own episodes. So a lot of companies, a lot of people will reach out and say, hey, would love to get my name in the queue for April. And if you give me a specific date that is reasonably far from now, I can usually accommodate that. Okay. All of this is so good to know. Thank you for spelling that out for us. <laughs> out of curiosity, what is the most niche curated list category in recent memory. It's interesting because over the years, I've learned more and more about email and what gets sent to the spam filters and all the things. So I used to, I made a lot of like funny, embarrassing mistakes early on. Didn't we all? Yeah. I mean, (laughs) truly, I I BCC'd and then CC'd everybody. Like, it's just bad. But one of the things that I did for, I think, three years is that every time I put out a newsletter, the subject line would be Earbuds Podcast Collective dash... And then the theme name in asterisks. Like, why am I putting asterisks? I don't know what that was. And then I also put the asterisks on Twitter. Like, I, as if people didn't know that that was the theme. I don't know. So we just, we learn as we go. And um, yeah. So here's one. Must listen Jamaican podcasts. That's Ooh. great. Rebuilding life after prison. Yeah, these are great. Interviews with fascinating women. Upgrade and develop yourself. Museum exploration. You know, fun mm-hmm. Fun stuff. Really, there's something in it for everybody. L.A.'s Rebel Radio Family. Did you know that L.A. had a Rebel Radio Family? Now you do. (laughs) Now I do. These are great. It's nice that you're not just hearing Mother's Day and and Halloween-themed pods. Although I know the most recent one was Halloween-themed, but that's understandable. That's what we need. Native American Heritage Month is this month. Mm -hmm. So I had that planned to go out this week, but then somebody reached out to me and was like, do you have a list for Halloween? And I was like, no, but I have some flexibility there. I put out what I call midweek mini lists Mm -hmm. every once in a while, depending, you know, if somebody pitches me and all that. So somebody pitched me a three-episode recommendation list on truly terrifying tales that we tied into uh, Halloween. So I was able to have that content available. But yeah, really, I'm relying on people to curate things for me. So opportunities abound. I love that. So because you're having so many people submit, what are some listener trends you're seeing right now in the podcast space? Like what is everyone wanting to listen to, whether it's format or genre, something new you're seeing? What's been interesting for my newsletter is we hear all the time about the statistics from Tom Webster and Edison Research that there are half of the United States has listens to a podcast on a monthly basis, something like that. A lot of people are listening to podcasts all the time. So with that in mind, early on, I was like, I should easily have 1 million people subscribe to my newsletter. No problem. That's what I thought early on. How naive. How young, mid-20s. If only it were that easy. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And over time, I was like, okay, that is not what's happening. I'm sure there are multiple reasons why. But somebody pointed out to me, somebody who's really smart with marketing said, 
I think the reason you're having trouble reaching a critical mass is because every week your newsletter is about a different theme. So you're never going to catch the people who are like really interested in business podcasts or really interested in beluga whales. That is always my example. I don't know why my brain does that. But anyway, you're not going to get those people. You're going to get people who are interested in like general learning. Mm -hmm. And so I've learned a lot about what that means and is it worth it for me to niche down or should I create during the onboarding process the ability for people to click interests and then they only get served newsletters when it's in their area of interest. And I've, I've been thinking about all those things. So mm-hmm. trends that I've noticed wouldn't necessarily come from my newsletter, but just from my involvement in the overall podcast space. And definitely from my little bubble on Twitter of being a East Coast liberal, all the things, all the trending keywords about who I am and how I was brought up. But I'm very interested in history podcasts. I find that a lot of people are interested in infotainment podcasts lately. Mm -hmm. But then whenever I talk to people who, my friends who are not, who are my friends from like growing up or college who are not in the podcast space, they're very interested in entertainment podcasts, specifically entertainment, recap shows, things like that. Mm -hmm. I don't know if that's an overall trend. My mom listens to podcasts every once in a while. She loves Mark Maron. She loves like the intense interviewers with celebrities For better or for worse, it's interesting to hear what other people are into, especially when they're not influenced by me. (laughs) I think recap pods are such a good way to get people into podcasting because the people I know that just dip their toes in, it was because of of their recap pods. You know, they were watching a cult-ish show or they're watching Succession or Game of Thrones and they want to absorb more content about it. Yeah, they want more. That's how I got into podcasting back in the day. I was like an OG Game of Thrones book nerd, just had to plug that, (laughs) and wanted to find a way to talk to people or feel like people were talking about the books with me. So I remember back in college, a long, long time ago, I was finding like old school podcasts with like niche super nerds talking about Game of Thrones books. And that's how I dipped a toe in. My friend from LA who was not in the podcast space, she's in school to become a lawyer now. Back in like 2008, she was listening to a Harry Potter fan club podcast because she was obsessed with Harry Potter. And she didn't know that it was a podcast at the time, but now, like, when she became my friend in L.A., she was like, oh, this is what I – I was listening to a podcast. Like, I was one of the early listeners of podcasts. (laughs) Yep. I bet that audio quality was – I bet it was awesome. Not too great either. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Well, what about, like, your favorite show that you've listened to in the past year? What really stands out to you as something that you love that you think is a bit more innovative or cutting edge in the pod industry? If you asked me last year, I would have said uh, Mob Queens. This year, what have I loved? Um, I'm a huge fan. Can I give two? Yes, please. Okay. I'm a huge fan of Scam Goddess. It's been going on since 2019, but I do think it's super innovative. And Lacey Mosley is the host. She is an actor and a comedian. And I think she's I think she's the funniest person in the world. She's extremely quick-witted. She has guests on her show, usually comedians, and they talk about a different scam or a historic hoodwink, as they call it. Mm-hmm. And they basically go through that scam and talk about the scammer and whether or not they, like, respect the scammer for doing what they did. And often these scams are, like, really bad and they'll just be like, I respect it. <laughs> oh, I love that. Uh, like, I respect the hustle. Just ridiculous things like that. And she is incredible when it comes to pulling references out of thin air that I just – I've heard of but I haven't considered in 10 years. And it's like, wow, mm-hmm. I don't know how she does that. So she's really great. I really recommend that show because it's – again, it's infotainment. You're learning about something and you're being entertained and laughing out loud. Mm-hmm. And then the other show that I really love that is also not new in 2021 but I believe 2020 is called – obscure history. It used to be called All the People You Should Know. And it's by this guy named Josh Zubrick, who is, 
I think, a history teacher or he was a history teacher. And he just really does great research on really niche events from throughout history, but does a really great writing job making it relevant. So he Mm -hmm. just did an episode on on a specific murder that happened, but the way he introduced it was by asking how many murders you murderers the average person thinks that they walk by in their lifetime. And then he went into, well, if you're based in a city, you're more likely to walk by murderers than if you're based in a ranch town. Mm-hmm. And if you lived at this time, then and he he got this in, intense research and he he really went into it and it's just amazing to me what people are willing to do mostly for free on audio and I hope they're getting paid by their advertising partners or their Patreons and Man, I really recommend Obscure History. He did an episode on the 1904 Olympics, which were nuts. Do you know about this? The 1904 Olympics? Yeah. I was not around back then. I feel like I was. Give me a brief background. So it was in St. Louis. But if you listen to Lindsey Graham, not the senator, but the actual good guy, the history guy, Lindsey Graham does American History Tellers. And he did an episode also about the 1904 Olympics. And... What I learned from that is that it was supposed to take place in Chicago, but St. Louis really tried to get the Olympics to take place by them because they were competing with Chicago. Mm -hmm. Ultimately, we know who won out. But at the time, St. Louis was huge. So Josh Zubrick on Obscure History talks about how it was just a mess from the beginning. They were not prepared for this Olympics, and it especially comes to a head in the marathon section. So there's just like all these ridiculous examples of why this Olympics in general, but this marathon specifically, were a huge mess. And it's an incredible episode. Wow. Okay. Well, I knew I'd walk away from this podcast (laughs) episode having so many amazing recs. But Ariel, thank you so much for coming on the show. We absolutely love you. You're such a good friend of pod people. Tell our our community members where they can find you or where they can follow you. If you Google Ariel Nissenblatt, I, as far as I know, am the only one. And I would really (laughs) like to be proven wrong. So please get in touch. Amazing. All right. Well, thanks so much for coming on the pod. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you for having me. Bye. So course correcting as a go is totally fine. Listen to Scam Goddess and be transparent with your listeners. Great advice from Ariel Nissenblatt. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Ariel, for taking the time to speak with us. On next week's episode of Pod People's Podcast for People Who Make Podcasts, you'll hear from our very own director of community about what it's like in a day in a life of Jasmine Hammond. The way that I think of community, it is a living, breathing vessel. It is an opportunity for people of diverse backgrounds to come together and to share their experiences and wisdom. I think a community is only truly a community when it is self-sufficient and can live on its own. The Pop People team is Rachel King, Ann Fuse, Matt Sav, Andrea Perez, Ashton Carter, Isabel Genius, Amy Machado, Alec Vickmanis, Jasmine Hammond, Danielle Roth, Sammy Reed, Stephanie Bachara, Madison Lesby, Brian Rivers, and Andy Bosnack. This podcast is edited by Katie Clarkson and mixed and engineered by Andy Bosnack. All links mentioned in this episode are always listed in the show notes. If you haven't found us on Instagram, Twitter, or LinkedIn yet, what are you waiting for? And for our community members, don't forget to join our newly revamped moderated discussion platform, the Pod People Circle. To access the Pod People Circle, hear about jobs, and attend Pod People events, join the Pod People community. Go to podpeople.com slash join to become a Pod People community member for free.
also what I've learned is like some words in the subject line will make your email go right to the spam folder. Ooh, like what? Like anything with sex, anything with drugs. <laughs> so I've learned a lot about how to get around that. Circumvent the spam. I love it. Exactly.